A Revival of Primitive Godliness At the end of time, we are told that there will be a revival of primitive godliness. I believe we are even now beginning to see this revival occur as young and old alike around the world are being spiritually revived through the power of God's Word and through the power of prayer. Filled with the Holy Spirit and great joy and compelled to seek after a primitive godliness rare for these times, they stand just like Daniel and his three friends in the courts of Babylon saying, we will not defile ourselves with a portion of the king's meat or with the wine which he drinks. We will turn away from the allurements of the world and we will serve God. As a result of this deepening commitment to God, many are laying down their lives in sacrificial service to see the Lord's work go forward. And the work is going forward. Inspiration tells us, before the final visitation of God's judgments upon the earth, there will be among the people of the Lord such a revival of primitive godliness as has not been witnessed since apostolic times. The Spirit and power of God will be poured out upon His children. At that time, many will separate themselves from those churches in which the love of this world has supplanted love for God and His Word. Many both of ministers and people will gladly accept those great truths which God has caused to be proclaimed at this time to prepare a people for the Lord's second coming. The enemy of souls desires to hinder this work, and before the time for such a movement shall come, he will endeavor to prevent it by introducing a counterfeit. Did you catch that? Satan is working on a counterfeit. Can you imagine, given he's had around 6,000 years to plan, how good his counterfeit might be? This is a scary thought. How can we experience that revival of primitive godliness and avoid Satan's counterfeit? I will address the latter in more depth in the following chapters. For now, inspiration tells us, it is only as the law of God is restored to its rightful position that there can be a revival of primitive faith and godliness among his professed people. This is about restoration of truth, not your truth or my truth, but God's truth. This is significant because Adventism was founded on the premise that God is calling us to move forward to a most holy place experience as we prepare for Christ's soon coming. Thus, rather than minimizing the truths of his word and trying to fit in with the Christianity of postmodernism, let us boldly proclaim the truths of the Bible. Especially, let us share the three angels' messages of Revelation 14 that God has given for these last days. As our understanding of biblical key truths grows, we may feel overwhelmed by what the Lord asks us to do. Because of this, we may be tempted to put off complete obedience and surrender, but this is dangerous. Speaking to ministers specifically, Ellen White writes that many are in the greatest danger of failing to perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. They are in danger because, though they may preach the truth of God's word, if they have not allowed this truth to cut their own hearts, in the end, they themselves will be castaways. Eternal life will pass them by. Of course, this is not just a problem for ministers. This is a problem among all of God's children. 
Today, a large part of those who compose our congregations are dead in trespasses and sins. They come and go like the door upon its hinges. For years, they have complacently listened to the most solemn, soul-stirring truths, but they have not put them in practice. Therefore, they are less and less sensible of the preciousness of truth. While making a profession, they deny the power of godliness. If they continue in this state, God will reject them. They are unfitting themselves to be members of his family. My dear friend, biblical truth is not relative. It's not about what we think or feel is right. It's about what God says is right. Whether as a minister of the gospel or as a stay-at-home mother or anyone in between, let us not minimize what God has given us in his word. Let us not play with strange fire or be careless with what God has given us. Rather, let us remember that we are in the final day of atonement and let us be preparing to meet our Lord. As we continue seeking after him with a heart of surrender, willing to follow him all the way, he will continue to reveal himself to us through his word and take us deeper and deeper in our relationship with him. And in the end, it will be said of us, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus, Revelation 14, 12. So let us move forward with our hand in his as we plead for his holy fire. This is the fire we desperately need today and he wants us to ask for it. He wants us to dare to ask for more.